Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Spokesperson for the American College of Emergency Physicians. She's Dr. Lee. And the Dr. Lee Vinoker Show. Hi, and welcome back to the show, Health from the Outside In. Um, the next topic, varicose veins. And actually, it is, this is the perfect topic for health from the outside in because there is a cosmetic issue with it because it definitely doesn't look good. But, um, by not having them, it's, it's healthier on the inside because there's more than a cosmetic issue. So my next guest is Dr. Jennifer Watson. She's a vascular surgeon at Spectrum Health Medical Group Vein Center. So welcome, Dr. Watson. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. So, <clears throat> varicose veins, and there's a whole host of other different veins if we have time to talk about spider veins that come up later in life, but varicose too, about 30 million Americans suffer from them. And, you know, why is that? Is it the same reason that our collagen is just disappearing everywhere, our face, our our neck looks bad at a certain age, so, you know, why not your legs and your veins? Well, that is part of it, and um, yes, you're right, it's very common, and we certainly do see it increase as people age. A lot of the factors around it um, are genetic, so it does tend to run in families, um, and it does have to do with how our tissues are made. Um, It all stems from faulty valves and just the stress that we put on those valves throughout our lifetime of standing or working or whatever we're doing. Yeah, and it's it's a hard thing to deal with because, you know, now people talk about sitting is the new smoking. You shouldn't sit for eight hours a day, but standing puts more, pools more blood down there. So it's an, it's an issue for that. So you list some common myths about varicose veins. So let's go through a few of them. And the biggest issue, because I think, you know, for most women, one of the bigger issues is the way that they look, but it isn't just a cosmetic issue. That's true. So there are some cosmetic issues, like you mentioned, spider veins, those smaller veins that don't look good, but they don't really cause too much discomfort. And then there's the larger bulky varicose veins, which can actually be a hint at deeper valve failure. Um, And that can give you the swollen legs, achy, heavy, restless legs that really do impact uh, people's daily activities. Hmm. Now, is there, you talk about um, standing too much. You know how people, is it true, you know, my grandmother used to say, oh, don't cross your legs, you're going to get varicose veins and spider veins. So is there any Yeah, truth crossing of the legs, probably no truth to that. Um, we really don't think crossing of the legs makes a big difference. There are some truths in some of the other myths, though. Uh, extended use of high heels um, has been shown in some studies to affect the veins. So there are some things out there, but crossing of the legs, I wouldn't worry about that one too much. Really? So the high heels, is it just the way your sort of your foot is planted? It's like you're on your tiptoe the whole time? Right. It actually impairs the function of the calf muscle. So when you're on your tiptoes, your calf muscle is not squeezing the way it normally would. Um, and that calf muscle squeeze actually clears the blood. So that's why walking, moving around is actually great for the veins. And the high heels just impair that. So it does have to be pretty significant time of wearing high heels is not just the one-time event. Um, but yeah, if you wear them every day on a regular basis, you impair that calf muscle and it can lead to some problems. Okay. And um, another, um, there was a myth about running actually causing varicose veins. 
<clears throat> I thought being athletic was one of the things that kind of helped prevent them. And you're right. Being athletic does help prevent them. Exercise helps, again, getting that calf muscle going and clearing the blood from the area. I think where that myth stems from is that sometimes people with varicose veins will notice that they're more uncomfortable or more obvious after exercise. And that's simply because when you're exercising, your body temperature goes up and the blood shunts out to the legs and arms and anywhere in the periphery. Once that blood's out there, if you already have faulty valves, you're going to see it. So sometimes it manifests itself, but that's not the cause of it, if that makes sense. Hmm, interesting. And then are varicose veins always, you know, on the calf where you see them? Some people seem to have veins that run across their shin bones that are a little prominent. Are those definitely varicose? Like seeing prominent veins, you know, sometimes very athletic people seem to have more prominent veins from lifting or whatever. Is that what, when does it become varicose versus a prominent vein or do they have to be in a certain area? Sure. So as far as the area is concerned, um, we do often see more varicose veins lower on the leg, and that's just a function of gravity. That's where the blood is pooling. Um, That's not true of all conditions, though. And in terms of um, the athletic... Yeah, front or back, it, you know, it can happen. There's veins on both sides. Um, in terms of the prominent veins, the way to know is with an ultrasound. We do an ultrasound and actually look at the function of the valves of the vein. If they're functioning normally and they're just prominent because you're thin and athletic, that's normal and that's okay. Um, if we see the valves are actually faulty, that's where we get into varicose veins. So it is true. You can't always tell by looking. Oh, okay. So it really is the function of the valve. I'm sorry. I keep coughing. Um, And we can tell that on ultrasound. You just can't always tell that with your eye. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And, and, but they, usually if the valve is malfunctioning, it seems more tortuous or certain, sometimes it seems like you can almost see the valve versus just a prominent vein on somebody's leg. Yes. Yep. You're right. And in most cases, if you see that twisty vein that looks like a snake, that is going to probably be a faulty vein Um, because that twisty appearance is from the backup of the blood in those veins over the years, just kind of pooling there. Okay. And the common symptoms, what, what would so should somebody look out for? So swelling, achy, heavy legs, um, certainly pain over the varicose veins. If you're getting blood clots in the varicose veins, um, any skin changes in the color of the skin, certainly ulceration or open sores, those are all signs that the vein disease is kind of progressing. Right, and causing something called venous insufficiency, right, where it actually right. can affect the skin and everything. That's right. So then what do you do um, to, to get rid of them? It used to be like this huge operation. Is it that way now with uh, surgery? So no, it is not that way anymore. Um, there are much less invasive technologies now. The idea is the same, is to identify the faulty veins and in most cases to just eliminate those veins. There are newer technologies involving both heat, adhesives, foam, all kinds of ways to do this that are less invasive. Um, So it usually can be done in the office as a simple outpatient procedure, usually with no sedation, and the patients just return to work the same day in most cases. Hmm. And is this considered a cosmetic procedure um, once you determine that they're 
uh, varicose, or is this something that insurance pays for? Insurance usually covers these procedures, particularly if the ultrasound demonstrates the faulty valves and the patient is having symptoms from them um, that necessitate that they be taken care of. For the spider veins and things of that nature that do cause more of a cosmetic concern, those are generally considered cosmetic by insurance as well. Oh, and what to to get rid of the little teeny spider veins, that's also, is that like a laser? I mean, they're too small to stick uh, anything into Yeah, so there's two main ways to get rid of spider veins. One is a surface laser, um, and the second is injections of that area, um, and we do use very fine needles for that, um, as you mentioned. So those are the two main ways to get rid of spider veins. There are um, cover-ups as well. Some people use cover-up and things like that to avoid any invasive procedures because spider veins are just uh, clearly something that's cosmetic. Almost always there's rare cases where they cause bleeding um, or other symptoms and then they may not be cosmetic, but in large majority, spider veins are just a cosmetic concern. They can hint to disease underneath, however, though. So if patients are having symptoms, we do recommend they get an ultrasound to kind of see what's going on. Okay. Well, some very good advice. I want to thank my guest, Dr. Jennifer Watson. This is the Dr. Levin Oker Show. It's Health from the Outside In. Where feeling good starts with looking good. Stay tuned into your health and stay well. <laughs>